came in yep. and was was able to fill in, which was great. And uh, and and Coach Wing, of course, was here to provide some stability. And uh, and Mark Turcott was able to come in and do the Breakfast Club. Well, while I was out for the for uh, the the couple of weeks there, you know, it was it was getting to be time for me to make a change. I didn't I didn't need to wake up at the ass crack of dawn every single morning for the Breakfast Club. I think I was I was kind of done with that. So, um, not that it's not great, but I mean, I've done it for four years. I mean, I've, I've interviewed the former governor. I've interviewed our senators. I've interviewed everybody. Okay. At some point it's like, what's left for me to do? So it was, it was time for me to do a new challenge. And for me also, I want to make sure that I'm able to put everything that I possibly can into, uh, into the sports here. You know, I, I think the sports here are insanely important and I've got numbers to prove that based on some of the things that I saw on the, on the 105 sports Facebook page over the weekend and the things that I saw on the, uh, on the NBR Facebook page over the weekend. You know, when, when your post game interview gets, you know, as many views as a hockey game that was miraculous on Friday night. You know, you know, you're doing something right. You're impacting the community when you're sharing videos and, you know, 100 people, you know, like the video because, you know, some uh, one of their local kids is in it. That means things are going OK. Oh, that's you know, the you're, you're impacting. OK, sure. I had a we had a huge, 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 huge uh, social media footprint last week. Huge for a week that that honestly, you know, we didn't have shows last week because my stuff got extended for one extra week over what I wanted. No big deal. So we played some of the best games of the tournament. By the way, we're going to talk about that later because there weren't many. There really weren't. Nice article by Callie Oates and a nice article by uh, uh, Randy Whitehouse. Well, you know, we, me and Randy were talking about that the other night because Randy got to, you know, because the uh, the MPA uh, decided to um, to um, uh, change the hockey games the other night. I needed a color guy uh, because, of course, you were... You managed to get lucky and get the game of the year. Yes, thank you very much. You know, so that was cool, and uh, that was fine. And, and uh, so, so you got Randy as a so color I got guy. Randy as a color guy, and it was great because when I got there, you know, Randy was, you know, I I was able to sit up right next to Randy. You know, the uh, the the station from up north uh, had already set up, and uh, I was able to sit right down. We did the game. It was, and we talked about that. You know, we we talked about. Um, we we talked about the the lack of quality. I said, "How many good games have you seen in this tournament?" And he was, I mean, he was stumped. I did nine games. Was there, there one no that finished that in a, single digits? There was a cliffhanger. Nope, not one. Nine. I did nine games. Every single game I did was more than double digits. I mean, I did the I did the A games on on Friday night, which is a whole other story. I'll tell you about in a minute. Um, and and that was that. You know what I mean? That was just that was a wrap. And didn't we say the same thing in football? Everybody complained about the the playoff and state games were. And it's been but, been that one. But coach, I've been going back on it. It's been like this now for a couple of years. You know, it's been like this for a couple of years where the um, something I don't know what is happening. Um, the, 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 it, it's just not. It's not great. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I can tell you what's going on. We have less kids and less parents in this state, so we have less people to draw from, and a lot of these communities right now just aren't um, aren't able to to do their thing. 
You well, know, I, I mean, it, it's just uh, how much has it changed in the, for you? I mean, you've oh, been around. I mean, incredible. you were an administrator. I mean, you were coaching back in you know the what the late two thousands or whatever. I mean, how much has it even changed since then? Oh, sure, yeah. You know, I was thinking about after I read uh, Randy's article, uh, well, both articles really, Kelly's too. We've talked about. I've been harping on fundamentals for a long, long time now. That used to be a topic for Haley and I when we had our lunches. Where have the fundamentals gone? Nobody's teaching anymore. It's just it's all just go and play and offense, defense, whatever. Number one and number two, it's much more than just the offense and the defense. It's chemistry. It's how you build the team. It's how they feel about each other. And you know what? Every one of those kids that you interview that were winners, you know what they all say afterwards? We hung together. These are, you know, I count on these people. They're my friends forever. You know, that whole thing about whatever. I think we're seeing the same thing with the Celtics. No chemistry right now for we're, whatever reason. We are going to talk about the Celtics in just a little bit. I don't. But the but the going back to the communities and whatever, yes, they're smaller and whatever. But the other thing that's changed is for 100 years, certain teams played each other in sports, you know, Local communities close by. Grampy played against that team. My uncles played against. My dad played against, you know. And mom and dad, you know, females too. Uh, And all of a sudden, because enrollments have changed in one community or another, or a school has to change conferences for one reason or another, suddenly you're not playing any of those teams anymore. I watched it when I was a principal at Levitt. We we were scheduling teams we never even heard of before. And it's hard to for fans to get excited about who who are we playing? Where is that team? Where's the game? I think that we've lost that sense of community in that way too. We we just don't even know anymore. And I think parents can't get to the games and other fans for lots of reasons. Uh, it costs too much. It's a, too far to travel. I can't get out of work in time. I've got younger. There's younger siblings at home and. I need to be there or I can't get a babysitter. There's a ton of reasons. I watched games this year, both in football and basketball where uh, and hockey, where there's nobody there. And I know that I argued with uh, Justin Pelletier about the average attendance at the old E.L. Lewiston or E.L. St. Dom's or Lewiston St. Dom's games, but I don't know. I mean, I watched some games. I know it's a ways to travel for Bango, but literally – if I knew people in Bangor, I bet you I could have named everybody in the stands from Bangor. There wasn't anybody there. And this is a semifinal playoff hockey game. And P.S., they made sure to adjust it and adjust the schedule for hockey yeah. so that Bangor fans didn't have to choose right. between um, didn't have to choose between basketball and basketball and hockey. But they did the same thing. It was Cape Elizabeth, it was Greeley. Almost all those schools had more than a, one team in it. And I got to be honest, I, I actually appreciate what the MPA did because it allowed the fans from all of those schools, including the kids, to go to the games if they wanted to. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you, the E.L. Lewiston game Saturday night that we'll talk about eventually uh, had a tremendous crowd. I mean, I, I think the biggest one I've seen in a couple of years. But, you know, it's still fun. You'd still do it all over again, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. Would like to see some really terrific games, though. And I think we could get there, you know? I really do. I really think we could get there. Yeah, for some reason, we're just not able to get there right now. I'm not really sure why. Not really sure what's holding things back. 
but you know whether it's whether it's the fact that you know let's look at Forest Hills for example, thirty-seven kids in the school. Unbelievable! They won their third state title. Yeah, and half of them were on the. I mean, they're all on the team. When you you know when you get a roster of twelve kids, ten or twelve kids, thirty-seven kids are not all boys. So if you divide that in half, pretty much every boy in the school's playing basketball. Yeah, you know they. I mean, they, again, I think they've got a tradition. They've got a, a great coach. Um, that that tradition and and all those things that makes a difference. I don't care. I, I know people don't sometimes believe that or understand that, but I do. I really think it's important. I think it's all important. I, you know, I remember growing up and going to games, and you know, remember regular season games that that meant more than. Than uh, than any tournament game I ever went to, whether it was uh, you know Jay Livermore nineteen ninety six first year Livermore Falls made the tournament forever. They had to go on the road to Jay to beat him. That was a huge upset. I mean, if you were looking back at that at the time, I would say Jay was probably an eight point favorite. If you were if you were making lines on that, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Ended up winning. I remember I remember that night being on the bus and you know we 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 drove the loop from Jay to Livermore and then we circled back. Drove through Jay one more time. Oh, yeah, just one more time. They were really excited about that, by the way. And then we circled back to Livermore Falls. I remember Dirigo Mountain Valley in 1993 when Andy Bedard's 45-foot pull-up three fell off the front of the rim. It landed on the front of the rim, and it fell off at the buzzer. By the way, just a little perspective. The 1969 Caribou, Mike Thurston, I, I was there. I was there when he hit the shot from... from Half court to win it. Uh, you know the days. I, I I talked about that. I think a little bit during the tournament about Bang the Bangor the old Bangor tournament being the mecca of basketball in Maine. Uh, the the lower uh, seating arrangement up to the upper deck, the mezzanine, was all bleachers. So it felt like your home gym. The bleachers were up fairly close, and the people were packed in, the band and everything else, and then the. The nice cushy seats were up top, you know, up above. Oh, yeah. But that place was packed every game because what are you going to do when you live in Milo in the middle of the winter? Your kids play basketball. And boys, girls didn't make any difference. And when they go to the tournament, you go to the tournament. And if you're going to go, you might as well go and see other games. So people, it got so, those of us that worked at the tournament, I get to know People that you saw them every year, they would come and almost sit in the same seats every year. I mean, it became a, a real tradition that they were all going to be there. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Every year, you saw that this year with uh, with Ed Coffin. Of course, uh, Ed is uh, Ed is a uh, long time known as uh, as Geisel on NBR. And you know, every year, he, him and his wife sit in the same spot. And this year, they they gave him the yellow chair. And it's not it's one of those chairs too, where like it's it's the second one in. No one's sitting. No one's sitting next to him unless they need to. You know what I mean? That's his chair. It was, uh, there was a lot of cool things that I saw during this tournament, a lot of good stories, you know, but not in terms of competitiveness. I'll tell you what, all the good games that I seem to see were happening up in Bangor. So it seems to me that something is being done right in classes C and D North and class B North. There are a lot of good games. If you go through the games up in Bangor, there are a lot more close ones, but the games right now in A South in B South, in C South, they're not great. No. And I'm going to tell you the biggest reason for that. 
the Mountain Valley Conference has to play out of yes. the conference. They have to schedule sure. some games. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. Completely understand that it's not going to be easy. But it has to be done. Because if they don't, you're going to have a number one seed in Mountain Valley lose to Wells by 11. Because they haven't had to play a team like Wells really all year. And when you take away things like the um when you take away things like the like the tournaments the holiday tournaments and and minimize those i remember playing in those holiday tournaments we played at the one uh, up at the up at the tiger dome in jay yeah, you play three games in a weekend you get to play some really cool schools oh, yeah. you know schools we get to play marana cook marana cook i never used to see no the schools you never saw right we played at uh we went to i went to brew high school we played at at mdi down on down on the uh, coast and uh, we played St. Louis, which was a private parochial school at the time. I mean, we played three teams I never heard of. It was fun. We stayed down on the island for the weekend. Like you say, it was a it was a fun tournament. Had a great time. Yeah, I I don't know. You know, the KVAC at one time. I think I've already told you that story before. Uh, actually, it was because Oxford Hills was so bad when they came in the conference. Nobody wanted to play them, so. What we said was every Class A school in the KVAC must schedule and be provided 12 league games. And then that allowed everybody to play six games if they wanted to. Now, what I did was I just went back and scheduled some other KVAC schools because it was a big enough conference. I didn't play them twice, some of those schools. I played I, kind of a smorgasbord. I played some of them once each. But again, it gave us an opportunity to see some other competition that was tough to get our teams ready, I I think it's fairly doable for for Mountain Valley because of the fact that some schools aren't going to want to travel and some of their schools are pretty close. Do you know for years, Oak Hill and Lisbon never played in anything? They did when they first started because they were both in the Mountain Valley. And then Oak Hill, this is before my time, went to the Mid-Main Conference, 10 schools, ne- didn't, play, didn't play Winthrop, didn't play Lisbon, you know, didn't play any of those schools right around us. Because at a point in time, we grew too big for some of those schools, but not anymore. Hey, there were years that went... Think about all the years that Wyndham didn't play Edward Little or Lewiston or Oxford Hills. I mean... Yeah, those, they were forced by classification. And, and, they, and they were, you know, they were playing... They, every year, they were playing Thornton Academy and, and all those teams. Now, they cross-schedule those uh, each year moving forward, and I don't think they're going to do it next year, but... You know the the they'll be probably playing Massabesic, et cetera next year. But you know there have been a lot of changes to the classifications. I would like to see some more changes to these classifications. I really think A South. I mean, to me, I look at uh, Levitt, for example. I don't think Levitt's basketball program should be in A South. I just I don't I don't think that works. I mean, is it fair to them? Is it fair to Levitt to be like a five seed and then go down and play Morse? And Morse has been playing the tougher Southern schedule. I think eventually you're going to start seeing lines of demarcation. Anything basically Cumberland County South, those schools are going to end up playing each other. And then I think anything North, you know, those schools are going to end up playing each other. And I know it's going to be tough for schools like Mount Abram to find games. But you mean to tell me that Mount Abram and Madison and Rangeley and Karabak and those those schools, I mean... They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to do what they can. Yeah, it's kind of the crap end of the stick. But you can't tell me it's not like that for the teams out in. Deer Isle, Stonington, and Jonesport, and up in a rustic. 
Yet those well, teams are still doing okay. Well, they make a commitment. They come and sometimes they come and play a doubleheader, play Friday, Saturday, and stay overnight with the other kids, and that's what the East-West League used to do. What happens with classification always, there's always the smallest school within the classification, which I think is going to happen to Levitt next year in football. They're moving them up a class, and they're going to be one of the smallest schools in the classification. Been there. When I was principal at Oak Hill, we, we were the smallest in the classification. I'm telling you what, you get, you're playing schools twice your size. They're, they're going to come up with a couple players out of that, another 400 kids, 500 kids. I mean, and it, it's tough. It's not easy. Used to be uh, they were classified by uh, conference, what conference you were in, and that was your schedule. You played just within your conference. And then when the heel points came in or the crab trees, schools started separating out for schedules so that they could be competitive. And I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. You know, at, at some point, if if uh, a team is so strong within their classification, what do you do with that? What do you do with Thornton Academy? There's no place to put them that you can't go any bigger. But here's the thing with Thornton Academy. Yeah, they're killing it in football right now, but they're not dominating basketball. No, that's right. They're not dominating. Are they dominating girls' sports right now? Not that I'm aware of. No. And it's that, and that's not a knock on them. I mean, they're just not. They're not killing everybody in every sport. So great, they've got a good football team. Well, Kevin Kiesel's a hell of a coach. Yeah, he is. And they've got the best facilities in the state. They've got the best resources in the state. They should be kicking everybody's ass on the football field. Right. That yeah. should be how it works. And then everybody has to get better to do that. You know, there was a few years ago. Uh, I would say about six, maybe seven to be precise, where everybody complained that, you know, everything was unfair for Chevrolet because Wolf Graham was coaching and they were a private school and they can get all these kids. Well, nobody's complaining about Chevrolet anymore because they've come back to the pack a little bit. These things all come in waves. Yeah, no, that's right. You know, someday Kevin Kiesel's going to retire, but the train's going to probably continue there if they get the right coach because they have the right people in charge over there. You know, if they they get too big, you know, maybe they do move up eventually in, in some other thing, but, you know... I remember Bonnie Eagle when they started football weren't, weren't very good. No, we scrimmaged them when I was at Oak Hill. I think they figured yeah, it out. Yeah, I think. Well, again, they got the great coach. Yeah, they figured it out. They figured it out. We are going to try to figure some things out. The Celtics, great news. They suck again. It, it's uh, it's fascinating to watch. Uh, Danny Ainge came out and said that the least of the problems is Brad Stevens. I know who the major problem is right now. And I'm going to tell you around the end of the break. We'll also talk about that amazing hockey game from Saturday night. You you can have your 28-3. to 3. I don't know what... I, I guess Lewiston just... They flipped the switch. They're like, hey, I guess it's time. We'll talk about that. Of course, Lewiston and St. Dom's will play tomorrow night. On 105 Sports, video, mbr.org, and the MBR Facebook page as well. And uh, we'll talk about a few other things today as well. We'll get you caught up on, on all the things that are that are happening around, uh, around here, in here. And uh, we'll go from there. All right? Good. Great. Good talk. See you in a minute. It's Beelis Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR Radio Network on the new 105.5 Sports, 105.5 FM, AM 1240, Lewiston, Auburn, and AM 780. W288CW105. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. 
an all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call WAVE today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. WAVE Home Solutions for a healthy, comfortable home. Remember all those snow days this winter when your kids said, we're so bored. Get ready for a whole summer of that. Until you remember. Until you remember. Registration is now open. For University of Southern Maine's summer camps. They've got basketball, they've got soccer, they've got ice hockey, and they have a ton more. I haven't even scratched the surface on this. Find the registration links now. Go to usm.maine.edu. That's usm.maine.edu and search summer camps. University of Southern Maine summer camps where kids should spend the summer. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. All aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. 
That's 1-800-679-0969. If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759, or check them out online, MainAthleticFundraising.com. Delivering on the promise. When it comes to insurance, choose the best, the Shampoo Insurance Group. Licensed by more than 30 companies, including Ohio Mutual Insurance Group, Shampoo will customize a quality, affordable policy for your home and auto. Visit Shampoo Insurance in Lewiston, Pinkham Agency in Farmingdale, Rogers Agency in Lisbon Falls, and People's Agency in Monmouth. Delivering on the promise at Shampoo Pinkham Rogers Insurance Agencies. Welcome back. Felix Daly, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. Do not adjust your dials. This is not a best of. Matty B is live in the studio. Unbelievable. 37 degrees on March 4th. St. Dom's Lewiston tomorrow night, 745 pregame on 105 Sports, 105 FM AM, 1240 AM, 74 Rumford. Morrison Wing on the call. Morrison Wing on the call. Aaron Morse, Mr. Hockey now, called. Uh, had he, to text me the other night and yeah. say, I'm going to do the game. By the way, we have a uh, caller on the line. A caller, wow. a, a a legendary caller, maybe even a Hall of Fame caller, if you will, joining us, joining us right now. Hall of Fame caller, how are you? There's no maybe about it. I am a Hall of Fame caller. How you doing, Manny? What's going on, pal? Doing, doing good, doing good. Listen, I, I I got a question for you. Do you own an Antonio Brown jersey? First time, long time. Um, <laughs> I, I I I may or may not have a home and away Antonio Brown uh, jersey. It's uh, a collecting dust. I have, also have a Juju Smith Schuster jersey, so that's uh. That's gotten a lot of play, more play lately. It's embarrassing. The Antonio Brown situation is completely embarrassing. I've, I stand by my words. I think the guy is concussed. I honestly think that he took one too many hits from Burfecht, and the guy is concussed. He's acting like the fool. He is, to, to put it nicely. What do you think, pal? You know what? I kind of agree with you. And here's the thing, Mike. As, as, as we all know, we've got, I've got the secondary team of the 49ers, and they're in one of those situations where they could add a, an impact player like an Antonio Brown and have some good things happen for them. And, and I don't hear them being mentioned as a possibility. So that shows me that if a team like that, that could really use that star power to help Jimmy Garoppolo have some weapons, uh, isn't interested, that shows me that the teams that are, and when you see the teams that are interested, like, it's like, um, boy, it, it's like when somebody, it was like when, uh, remember when they used to have the surreal life on VH1 and they'd have <laughs> Jose well. Canseco and those guys come in because they were trying to rehab their careers, Flavor Flav and stuff like that. They'd have the dealers. Yeah, that was great. So when, as soon as you're mentioned in a potential trade with the Redskins and the Raiders, to me, the first issue is, oh boy, that's, that's where we're at now. This is how we're going to rehab your career. Like, I mean, Antonio Brown to me is the perfect Raider at this point. Perfect. He'll never find a better situation than the one he was in. He had a no. Hall of Fame uh, quarterback throwing to him. He had a lot of weapons around him, a good, a solid organization. The guy's averaged about 1,500 yards of, you know, per season uh, the last several years. It's just, it's just it's lunacy is what it is. I don't know what's going on in his head. He's had all kinds of off-the-field uh, weird things happening to him lately. And it's just uh, it's disturbing. And, and the whole organization, it's just, you want to talk about it's just a mess. It's a mess. I don't think Mike Tom was the right coach for the city. It's, it's just a disaster over there. And, uh, yeah, there's some good young talent. Everybody, James Conner, a lot of people were high on James Conner. He's not Le'Veon Bell, nor I don't think that Juju Smith-Schuster is the answer to Antonio Brown. I really don't. So, uh, 
I don't know. It's just great. So I didn't really call it. You know, I just wanted to say hello. I wanted to talk about, you know, I've always thought of you and uh, Jeff Schools as trailblazers in the uh, whole covering the high school sports thing. I watched a lot of high school uh, basketball tournaments. Great, great action this weekend. I uh, saw the great new Gloucester girls. And I uh, saw a lot, of, a lot of good action this weekend. And I just wanted to say hello, Maddie B. I know you're doing big things up there. I'm happy for you. I miss you, pal. Well, I miss you too, man. And I, you know what? I got to tell you, I really appreciate the call. I'm glad I'm glad that was... Now that I know that's you, I will... Uh, Do you when you take when, calls? Do you take calls in this show? I can. I, I've just <laughs> never... I've never really put the number out. You know what I mean? It's kind of like right. I've got two hours, so I'm like, I want to hear myself talk for a yeah. little bit. And then, well, you know, and then, you know, that's that's just kind of how that goes. But no, it's uh, it, it, it's always been kind of a work in progress. Like, you know, as you know, I probably had a little PTSD from some of the calls I used to take back in the day, back in my oh previous God, sports yeah. radio life. So I tried to make more shows around just having guests in. But, you know, when VIP people come in, they know the number and how to get on the air. So, you know, exactly. you would be obviously uh, be one of those VIPs. So, yes, absolutely. Well, Needless to say, I have a few holes in my resume as well, and uh, I, I, I didn't have a lot. Go- I didn't have a lot going on today, anyway. So, thank uh, <laughs> you, brother, and I hope to talk to you again soon. Be good. Thank you, my friend. You too. Thank you. That was the legendary Hall of Fame caller, Erroneous Eric, from many sports talk radio stations from around the country, joining us here. I feel honored. Yeah, good really. day. Nice way to spark up Monday. Oh, good, good day to spark up Monday. So the Celtics suck. Okay, I just want to. I want to come right out with that right now. They suck, and the person I blame for this. As much as I love the man, is Danny Ainge. Really? He put this roster together. Okay? He put this roster together, and there are two things I'm going to tell you right now that he screwed up on this. One was getting Kyrie, and it's not because of Kyrie trading for Kyrie. That's a great move. You traded a lottery pick, Isaiah Thomas, and Jay Crowder. For Kyrie Irving. I hurt Isaiah Thomas. You make that trade a million times out of a million, okay? But the problem was, when they made that trade, they should have known. You're talking about smart people. Mike Zarin, the assistant general manager who manages their cap, is a smart, smart man. Very smart. They knew that you could not acquire Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving at the same time. And all I've heard for years is that the Celtics want Anthony Davis. Right. So if Kyrie Irving is not on this team this year, okay, they would have had the assets to trade for Anthony Davis. Oh, they get plenty of before the deadline. Yeah. Right? You put Anthony Davis on the front line. Can you imagine if they decided to go big? Say they go big. Smart at point guard, brown at shooting guard, and then you decide on the front line you go Tatum. Davis, Horford. And then when you need some defensive muscle, you put Baines in. By the way, Aaron Baines, shaved head, keep that. You like it? I like it. I think it makes him look like way more of a badass than the giant man bun. So what are you thinking? What are they going to trade, though, for Davis? But that's the problem. Their, Their assets are expiring. It's after... Here's the thing with this whole thing, and I missed a lot of this Anthony Davis stuff while I was out, so I'll, I'll just kind of recap it. It was the absolute worst possible time for that trade thing to happen because here's the thing. You can't trade Terry Rozier this offseason. You can't. He's a restricted free agent. This is the same situation they were in with Marcus Smart last year. And even if they sign him to a deal, his cap number becomes what's called a poison pill contract. And only half of his salary cap number counts towards the actual cost of the deal. 
So it's a big show. It's a big to do. Like it's not, it's, it's just an accounting thing with the NBA. Again, just like the stupid Rose rule, right? But I blame Danny Ainge for this. He got entirely too many good players. He was trying, I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to stock up so he could make a run at Anthony Davis. Well, when Anthony Davis became available, he didn't make a run at him. Here's what should have happened. Okay. Last year, you could have built around, you could have had the year without the kids. If Isaiah Thomas was hurt, Isaiah Thomas was hurt. His contract was going to expire at the end of the year anyway. Probably could have traded Jay Crowder. When Kawhi Leonard became available this offseason, they should have made a run at him. He's better than I realized. Whatever it would have, whatever needed to be done should have been done. You get Kawhi Leonard and then you make a run at, uh, and then you make a run at Anthony Davis when he becomes available. You let Marcus Smart play point, you let Terry Rozier play point, and you let everything else run through. Marcus Morris should not have been on this team this year. I love Marcus Morris. Good player. But the problem is he's the type of guy that is not going to accept a role. There are way too many Marcus Morrises on this team and not enough P.J. Browns, not enough Tony Allens. Even Jay Crowders. Those are the Jay Crowders. Those are the guys you need around your stars to win. If you go back and look at those Miami teams when they had Bosch and Wade and James, you know, Mario Chalmers fit a role. Udonis Haslam fit a role. Ray Allen came in and fit a role. He was like an upgraded John Paxson, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's the same thing with the Mavericks, right? Uh, Dirk Nowitzki was a star, but they had role players around <laughs> him. And there were role players that were good. Look at Cleveland last year. Everybody goes back and looks at the, that game seven against Cleveland last year, and they're like, oh, if they had Kyrie, they win. Do they make it with Kyrie? I don't, th- I don't think so. No, those are the but. games that you need a Kyrie to win because the rest of your offense is struggling, but it's such a young team. But the parallels that I see between this Red Sox team, uh, b- between this, uh, this Celtics team and last year's Yankees are unbelievably disgustingly similar to me. Mm-hmm team that uh, really overachieved and made it to their their conference finals, right? And then the next year, big things are expected of them and they take a big, big step back. I don't know what they're going to do in the playoffs. They may lose in the first round. They may win in the first round barely and then get to the second round. (coughs) Kyrie may go. He may not go. He may come back. Maybe a couple of playoff rounds and a playoff run and they make it to the finals. All of a sudden, things are a little better. You know, that could happen. These are all veterans. These are all guys that are playing for contracts. You think Marcus Morris wants to go into free agency with the stink of this year all over him? It's like those people that go out and smoke and they come back and they don't take off their jacket. And you're like, wow, have you been smoking like four packs or nine? Really? Right? Like, that's what he will go into free agency with. I mean, and he's going to end up having to take a one- or a two-year deal somewhere. Go so, play for Phoenix. So let's say there's nothing they can do right now. So what are they going to do for the playoffs? The, the paper said, or I, I read somewhere, that he's planning some lineup changes. I like can tell what? you the lineup changes I would start, okay? One, Jalen Brown should probably start. And if Jalen Brown doesn't start, I'm okay with that because he's playing his ass off lately. He's finally getting it. He's finally figuring out that what he needs to do. He's the energy guy. So whether it's his energy coming off the bench or is it his energy in the fir- in the in the with the first round with the starters, okay, he needs to be out there. Whatever is going on in the second quarter with the Boston Celtics has to stop immediately. So that has to be a rotation thing. 
I think Baines coming back helps shore up that defense. They need that defensive intensity. If they do not have that defensive intensity, they're done. They are not going to outscore teams. As much firepower as they have, they are not going to outscore teams because they are not consistent enough to do it. What are they going to do with Hayward? I think Hayward needs to be a guy. I would, I, Frankly, I would start Hayward at this point because I think it would be a little better for him to get into the flow of the game a little easier. I don't think he's he's I think he's struggling coming off the bench. I think has he's struggling ever, with his confidence. Has he ever been a guy who came off the bench? I don't believe no, so. I think he? maybe early, but not I mean he's always been a starter, you know? And he the needs other guy the that more needs time to, he can get. The but. other guy who needs to play is the guy who told his teammates to wake the F up last night. That's an exact <laughs> quote. <laughs> minus the minus the other three letters after the F was Semi Ojale. Semi is a freaking uh like a pastor. Okay, like he marries people. When Semi Ojale has reached his breaking point in a huddle yesterday, and you could see how much better they played after that. They were down seventy to forty-three, and he said that, and and they got it close a few times. The officiating yesterday was hot garbage, but the Celtics have no one to blame uh, for them uh, to blame for that, but themselves because of the way they played. You need that guy. You need Semi Ojale in there. Coming off the bench, starting whatever I would, what I would like to see as a starting lineup. Kyrie obviously has to start. I would go Kyrie, Brown, Ojale, Tatum, Horford. I bring Baines in off the bench if you need if you need bigs. Um, I would bring Morris off the bench whether he likes it or not. Terry needs to have minutes. I think Terry Terry Rozier is going to be fine. Here's the deal. You can get Terry Rozier for about a third of the price that Kyrie Irving is going to cost you. Sure. Okay? And if you go back and look at last year's playoffs when Rozier was on, he was on. And I think this year, he's like, um, you know that kid that gets into the high school basketball game and he knows that, you know, he's only got a few minutes and he's going to make some shots or he's going to get yanked? He plays like that kid this year. Because he knows he really has to stand out to get court time with Kyrie there. I think that's what's really messed it up. I don't think any of this is really Kyrie's fault. I think Kyrie thought he was going to be able to come in and be the leader. But he's showing me right now that he can't lead because he's not able to weather the storm. When he walks into the garden uh, yesterday and says, I'm not going to miss this bleep. Yeah, I, unbelievable. Like, okay, you're, you're, you're complaining that people are asking you questions about this, yet you're feeding the monster. And that's what leaders, if, they ask leaders questions. I've never heard Tom Brady say that. No matter how dark the days. Never heard David Ortiz say that. once did Brady ever say anything like that. Ever heard Derek Jeter say that? Please. How about Paul Pierce? Kevin Garnett? I haven't. No. Kyrie's a Nick next year, or he's a Laker. Yeah, I... I mean, if I'm Kyrie, frankly, I'm going out to L.A. because I don't know how much longer LeBron's going to be around. I mean, the, the NBA playoffs this year are poised to not have LeBron James in them. Think about that for a second. An NBA playoffs without the franchise player. Because he is the franchise player oh. for the NBA. Yeah. Don't like it. That's but a you're big right. problem. And the reason for this problem, you can really trace it right back to the Anthony Davis thing. I think the Anthony Davis thing really bruised the egos of all the young oh, Lakers, yeah. and it bruised the egos of all the young Celtics. Yep. I agree. And I think that's where we're at. But I blame, I blame Danny Ainge for this. Danny Ainge constructed this roster. 
he should have known there were some things going on. Look, Avery the, Bradley was available at some point. Yeah, where are the pieces? I would have loved to see Avery Bradley come in uh, off the bench as a defensive stopper. Oh, absolutely. Tony Allen was available for a little bit, too. Could have gotten him. Those are There are certain guys that would have been okay with the roles that this team needed. And yeah. instead of paying attention to those roles, he was more concerned with having as much ammo stockpiled so that he could make a run at Anthony Davis when he became available, except... He's the one who made it so that the Celtics could not trade for him because he traded for Kyrie Irving. That should have been the first thing. Why are we getting Kyrie Irving? And when they got him, maybe they should have just said, "You know what? Can we can we uh, can we redo your contract? Get you a new one? Maybe you can. You know, maybe you know whatever it would have been. You resigned to one. You do whatever. But to me, as soon as you find out that you can't get Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis on the same roster, Kyrie Irving's off my board, and I'm moving on. If you wanted Anthony Davis, that's right. Correct. If this, if this has been your plan all along to make a run at Anthony Davis, you can't do it with Kyrie Irving on your roster. You need to know that while you were gone, I I often said <laughs> I think they'd be better without Anthony without I Kyrie Davis. Yeah, Kyrie Irving. I mean, yeah. Duh. Either one is fine. I mean, they're going to be the same player. I don't know. I don't know how all of this is going to shake out. I don't know who's going to do what. But. Uh, I think Marcus Smart is a leader on this team. And you know what? People complain about the shot he took against Portland the other night. As Keith Smith said, who's been a guest on this show before, you know, at least, uh, you know, Marcus Smart has the, you know, in the words of Mick Foley, the testicular fortitude. Well, he's earned it. To be out there to do that stuff. So, you know what? I have no problem with him taking that shot because he does everything else that he's supposed to do. Absolutely. The guy like that earns it. The diving on the floor, the playing great D. Yeah. So... Oh, you heard what Steven said. Take every one of them. Yep. So I, I think uh, this next few weeks is really going to tell you a yeah. lot about the Boston Celtics' future and if Danny Ainge really rebuilt this the right way or if he knows that he needs to make an adjustment and can fix it. But this is on yep. Danny Ainge. This is, this is not Brad Stevens. This is not fully Kyrie. This is not Gordon Hayward's broken leg. This is not any of it. It's Danny Ainge. Well, the other thing is with all those those uh, draft assets, those are really, really good trading right now. You know, at the trade deadline because they don't know what they're going to be. But if that's they- the other problem. The trade deadline is uh, the the new league year starts after the draft. This isn't the NFL. This isn't MLB. When the season ends, they can't just start whipping trades out left and right. They can agree to things. Now it looks like. The uh, the Grizzlies pick is going to continue on. That Grizzlies pick, the more the Grizzlies suck, the better that pick becomes because the Grizzlies pick becomes the new Kings pick, right? Everybody thought Sacramento was going to be bad this year. Well, it turns out Sacramento's got some yeah. good young talent. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs because I think the Marvin Bagley injury is going to put them behind the eight ball just enough so that they don't make it. Right. But it's not going to be a number two pick. Now, if they get the number two pick and they get R.J. Barrett, or whoever, okay, they're doing all right. Then they're going to have some ammo to go do some things. The only way they can make a trade with those picks with New Orleans is if they agree to a deal with New Orleans before the draft and they select the people that New Orleans tells them to select. I've seen them do that before, sure. But there'll be there'll be two picks for that. It looks like if the Clippers very well make the playoffs, if the Clippers make the playoffs, they get that pick too. So right now, if you're a Celtics fan, you're rooting for Doc and the Clippers to make the playoffs. You're rooting for the Kings to keep losing games, 
And you want the Grizzlies to keep tanking because that Grizzlies pick becomes unprotected in two years. And trust me, they are at least four away from being anything decent. So you've got yourself a nice little nugget there that you can go cash in in a couple of years or use to cash in now. Then you have to decide if you are going to trade for Anthony Davis, are you trading them Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? Now, at the beginning of the year, I'll tell you right now, I would have said in two seconds, uh, Jalen Brown. This year, Jalen had his struggles early, but he seems to have worked hard to, to get where he's at. Jason Tatum hasn't, still hasn't taken a step forward in my eyes. Well, you know what happens? He It's a complaint I had last year when we talked about him. He's not aggressive he enough. He disappears. He's not aggressive enough. All of a sudden, he's just standing out there, and I'm thinking, where's, where's, the, where's, that, where's that Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality that, you know, that, that I, I read all about? Yeah, I am so sick of seeing players and their workouts and what they're doing in the offseason and then go to see them in, in the regular season and nothing has changed. Their mentality, their approach, nothing has changed. None of it. I blame Danny Ainge. And, and that's, again, not a, not a smack on Danny Ainge. I think he did what he, was, he thought was best, but it's wrong. And he should have corrected that course because I think they've lost this season because of it. Is there still time if the veterans in that locker room take it over? Is there time if Brad Stevens finally says, look, Semi Ojale is going to get some minutes? Do I think making Semi Ojale a, a, a regular rotation player is going to fix all the ills? No, but I'll tell you what, you put smart Ojale and Baines out there with a decent offensive, uh, with a def- decent offensive crew, whether it's Kyrie and Brown or Kyrie and Tatum. Tell you what, you put Kyrie, Brown, Ojale, Baines, and Smart on the court at the same time, you're going to get a lot of fast break points because there's going to be some block shots and there's going to be a whole lot of transition and steals. And we just watched a team on Saturday night whose offense was primarily their defense. Hell, you can see it right up the road when you go to Central Maine uh, Community College and watch Andrew Morong's girls teams play. That is the that is the quintessential way that you need to play basketball nowadays because nobody can shoot. This is the thing. They want you to shoot three-pointers, but people really can't shoot. Right? Yeah. Not all the time. Those, those shots, no matter what, even how many nights have you seen it rattle down, come out? Yeah. You can't, the outside shot, to quote the legendary Daniel Bryan, is fickle. Okay. But fast break layups Ooh, baby. are forever. Celtics and the Lakers both made their gold on that. What, what did Oxford Hills do the other night? Oh, Oxford oh, Hills has eight. struggled in previous years and previous tournaments because they weren't able to find consistent scoring. Well, they didn't have to worry about that the other night. How about the behind the back? Oh, was that mint or what? Was and that coming towards you or away from you? That was coming away from me. Whew. They were down on the other end. That was... I, went, I must have watched. No, no, wait. No, that was the second half. That was coming towards me. I must have rewatched that four or five times. Then that congratulations was... to them. Congratulations to Nate Pelletier. We'll play the interview that I had, the postgame interview with Nate Pelletier here in just a few minutes so you can get caught up on that. That was uh, that was fantastic. And it was strange to see because she's not what I would consider shoot, shoot, shoot every time she touched it. Julia Crosby to get 34 points. I mean, that. That's well, I mean, me. with, with Julia Colby, what? what, what I, did she, I call her Crosby again? Again, I don't my, know. My why. daughter, one of my daughter's best friends. I can't. I don't know. It's just it's in your head. It's, it's in fine. My head. I used to have a radio co-host that could confuse Falmouth and Yarmouth all the time. It was never, never figured it out. No, no, why? 
But um, with her, I mean, tournament record 34 points. But a lot of that, and even though her outside shot wasn't going, the outside shot for them wasn't going the other night, right? Their three-point, Maggie Hartnett wasn't able to find it. Julia hit a couple of threes, but it was mostly layups based off of fast break opportunities. Well, we said in the games, just the ones at the end of the season you and I did, they stole the ball on every team they played. And guess what? They're going to do the same thing next year. Also, a big shout out to Jada Adams, battling injury all year long. Okay. And definitely her game is not typically 40 minutes, the Nolan Richardson 40 minutes of hell having to run up and down the court as a, as a bigger post player. But she created big minutes the other night and saved the game for them when it was, uh, when it was 29 25. And then she got the offensive rebound and the putback. And she didn't hit the free throw. And she ended up having to leave the game later with an elbow injury because she was diving on the floor. But I'll tell you what, that play probably save the Viking season because Scarborough was coming back and starting to gain some confidence. Well, I, I think both the seniors, Whitney too, had yeah. a good couple of good uh, oh, looks. Oh, yeah. She did. Well, and once again, she knew her role, right? Yeah. And you've only got, that's it. Those are your two seniors that you're that's losing. That's it. So I would expect uh, Oxford Hills to come back there, and they certainly know how to do it. And Julia Colby's definitely going to be up at the lead and up at the top near uh, for Miss Maine basketball next year. Well, and there's no, uh, you can feel it on that team, having watched them as much as I have the there's last There's no fear years. now. There's no fear. There's no competition within them. You know, Mm -hmm. I want more shots. Nothing. It's all about the team. It's what teams are supposed to be about. Take a break. Come back. We got more. Bela Staley, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBA Radio Network. W288CW1055 FM Auburn. WEZRAM1240 Lewiston. WTME AM780 Rumford. This is 105 Sports. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. Remember all those snow days this winter when your kids said, we're so bored. Get ready for a whole summer of that. Until you remember. Until you remember. Registration is now open for University of Southern Maine's summer camps. 
They've got basketball. They've got soccer. They've got ice hockey. And they have a ton more. I haven't even scratched the surface on this. Find the registration links now. Go to usm.main.edu. That's usm.main.edu. And search summer camps. University of Southern Maine summer camps where kids should spend the summer. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. All aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759, or check them out online, Maine Athletic Fundraising. Delivering on the promise. When it comes to insurance, choose the best. The Shampoo Insurance Group, licensed by more than 30 companies, including Ohio Mutual Insurance Group, Shampoo will customize a quality, affordable policy for your home and auto. Visit Shampoo Insurance in Lewiston, Pinkham Agency in Farmingdale, Rogers Agency in Lisbon Falls, and People's Agency in Monmouth. Delivering on the promise. At Shampoo Pinkham Rogers Insurance Agencies. Welcome back. PLS Daily Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MDR Radio Network. 105.5 Sports, 105.5 FMA, and full 40 Lewis and Auburn. Your home for Boston Bruins hockey. Boston Bruins, by the way, Stanley Cup favorites in my mind right now. Who would have thought at the beginning of the year the Bruins would be in much better shape than the Celtics? I, I, I knew you'd say that. It's true. We, we thought, ah, the Bruins aren't going to do anything. They're... Boy, I tell you what, they have done exactly what they need to do. Bruce Cassidy... 
other than Vegas having an unbelievable year, he should have been coach of the year mm-hmm. last year. And I think he should be again this year. I, I, he's done more with less. I'll tell you what, than that anybody best move they ever made. And it wasn't that I didn't like Claude, but I think Claude just gets to a point where it just time. you know it's time. It's time for a change. Now that's definitely not the case with the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick should go nowhere ever, ever. Okay, so a few things I need mm. to catch up on because I've missed a few things. Okay, few things, few things that have uh, have really been uh, scratching at my caw a little bit. Okay, one, this whole thing with Rob Kraft, uh, Bob Kraft, is not great. It's not a great look, but I'm going to say two things. One, I promise you, unless he pleads guilty, he's going to be found innocent. I've heard two things from at least two separate attorneys that have basically said, unless there is some actual proof that this was non-consensual, they're not going to be able to do anything. And it wasn't what they basically tried to do with this is put Robert Kraft at the front of a sex trafficking ring. They they wanted to bring it. They wanted the dog and pony show all over it. Okay. Well, it loses its luster a little bit when you discover that the people he talked to were both licensed in the state of Florida masseuses. Okay. One was 58 and one was 45. So if you're licensed... And that's just something you decided to do that day? So be it. Okay? I'm telling you, he's going to... I don't think Bob Kraft lacks for lawyers. <laughs> I don't think and so. And that press conference that they did for this thing was absolutely, to me, the icing on the cake that basically proved all this was... was I, I would have been shocked if Roger Goodell called him and said, listen, can you embarrass the hell out of Robert Kraft, please? And I can't wait to see what the NFL does. And I'm telling you right now, if the NFL takes a draft pick away from the Patriots for this, everyone, everyone in this region, everyone from Caribou down to New Haven, Connecticut, we should all get in buses and we should all make a run down to the NFL offices. Because at that point, you then know that the league is against you completely. And they're trying to make an example of you every time something happens. Well, they did nothing with Robert Ursay. I mean, big deal. He, he was suspended six games and what? And he could have killed someone. Oh, yeah. Well, he had Multiple enough, people. Well, and he had enough drugs there to, to set up a pharmacy. I feel like that's kind of a poor, you know. You it's, know, when you're putting them on the, on the level of crappy things, sex trafficking, awful. Drugs, heavy drugs, not great, okay? Especially, you know, heroin addiction. That seems to... I feel like heroin addiction is killing some people. I think I read something about that is, somewhere is this recently. the same comparison as uh, PED use and Deflategate, same same penalty? Yeah, come on. But in this situation, you're also trying to take something and shoehorn it into something. Well, this is definitely sex trafficking. This was a sex trafficking operation. Well, that's what the first headline said. Exactly. No but question. again, we live in a society right now where whatever is said first by the media, even if it's corrected later, is never reported. So that the rest of the media or, or the, the people that read the headlines as they show up in their Facebook feed and then after it dies down and the actual story and research comes out, nobody's interested in those. It's the old Dave Wing beats his wife on the front page of the paper mm-hmm. and the next day there's a retraction on right. page 12. Turned out nobody, Dave Wing did not meet his yeah, wife. Yes. Nobody, nobody reads that back. Right. Yeah. That's how it works. 
But now it's even more amplified. People really believe the first thing that comes out. Every time there's some big disaster, every time there's a shooting, how many shooters are there? There's 72. Turns out there's usually one, right? And I don't mean to make light of that stuff, but it's true because it's the way it's reported. That's the, that's the media that we're in now. I, I, I trust very little things until I actually see them as fact. That's just how it is. And, and it's like that with sports specifically right now. The NBA, by the way, is destroyed. To me, the ratings are in the tank this year. Really? Yeah, the ratings are, are way down compared to where they were. And they're down because, you know, as great as Toronto is, as great as Milwaukee is, those aren't, those aren't going to carry your markets. And really, nobody expects anyone to be... No matter what, all the belly aching and kvetching that we're doing about the Celtics, nobody's beating the Warriors this year. There's not a single... The only team in the West that has a shot in hell of beating the Warriors is the Rockets. And they better hit every shot for seven games. I'm talking every one, every James Harden step back, every Chris Paul everything, and Chris Paul can't get hurt. I also read an article by Gary Washburn today, who I, I really like, who said that the Celtics should get Carmelo Anthony. You want to add Carmelo Anthony to this disaster? It's well, like it's like you're having a, something like that. It's like you're having a barbecue and somebody shows up and is like, "Hey, I've got some deer liver. You want to slap that on the grill?" No, I think we've got enough. Thank you very much. I think we're set. Trying to quit. I think the brat's okay. I think the chicken and the steak and the burgers and the hot dogs are all good. I don't need any deer liver. Thank you. We're good. You can hold that right over there. We'll save that for the next one. Okay? Adam Silver said the players in the NBA are not having fun. They're not. You know why? Because they've turned it. This is the flip side of turning this stuff into a reality show. This is the flip side of making your league 24-7. Well, remember when we had the, when uh, Pat Riley was with the... Uh, with the Knicks or the with Lakers? With the Knicks. And they, every ad on TV was them clocking somebody. Physical, knocking people down. It was, it was, it, they were and like demolition in WWE. And then when the NBA turned to people going up in the crowd and beating on people, it was like, oh my God. Well, gee, you that's what you promoted for the this last three years. This is all you promoted. Yeah, Hello. Yeah. What else has been on your mind? Well, let's see. You've got that. So the Bob Kraft thing was a dog and pony show. Yep. I want to say that I'm super duper duper excited about the Yankee season. But I'm absolutely terrified. You're nervous. Yep. Terrified. But I think they're going to be okay, at least at least in the meantime, because I do. the AL East is, is not great. They probably could use another pitcher. But. Yeah, but uh, I don't know who. Yeah, I don't know who either. But I don't know who. So a couple other things here. Um, you know, Randy Whitehouse had that that good column the other day about the about the games and everything else. Um, Cali Oaks talked. Cali Oaks talked about it as well, and uh, it, it's going to be a real it's going to be a real treat here real soon to see how this stuff goes. I think reclassification for basketball. It's almost time for that again, isn't it? They they reclassify they reclassify them all at the same time. Yep. Because um, I know they're doing football this year, so that usually means so that, that means it's in. Yeah. I hope they I hope it gets shaken up. I'd like to see some of the regional teams play around. Um, that Lewiston game the other night. What the hell does Edward Little have to do uh, to beat Lewiston? Well, you know I think there are. We've seen it with the Patriots. Patriots have some teams number. You know, just through the years, Buffalo. 
Okay, what Buffalo does or who they have? Not going to happen. What are they beating them? 18 out of 19 at some ridiculous thing? Yeah, you know, you can almost feel it in the building. I mean, the EL crowd was really good. They had a tremendous student section because we can't see what Lewis is doing underneath us, so couldn't really tell about that. But EL outplayed them, looked really good. At the start of the season, Jason Fuller said, we have no stars, just a bunch of grinders. And that really is the way they play. They kind of grind it out. They weigh you down, whatever. But remind me to talk to you about puck handling when, when I'm done with this part of it. So anyway, that game, it looks like it's over. It's 5-2. to two. With what? Less than three minutes left? Yeah, less than three minutes. I, I, said, I say it's closer to two. And EL takes three consecutive penalties that make it with the pulling of the goalie six on three. Now, they get the puck, and they fire it down the ice. They could get a goal, and the game's definitely over. Didn't happen. Before they got the penalties, <clears throat> the first thing uh, EL did was they, they, they tried to get the puck along the board and just kind of freeze it, kind of kick it along and whatever. Running time, can't. You, you can't do that kind of thing. you got to play and and – play your sentiment up high so you don't get an odd man rush and so on and so forth. There's things you can do. Anyway, three penalties in a row, five on three. They get a couple goals. Then they get another penalty. So now it's five on four. And in each of those times, all all Lewison did was move the puck around a little bit, take a shot from outside from their defense. Uh, Dute made the saves. And I always say the goalie's job stopped the, the first shot. After that, it's the defense job, or not just the defense, the team defense. It's their job to get control of the puck, either tip it into the corner, uh, kick it, whatever you have to do to get it away from the front of the net. Well, it didn't happen. And Lewis ended up putting the puck back in one of those times. Then they got a puck that went behind the net, pass out front, boom, a goal. It, it just, it all fell apart. You know, I'm called timeout. Try to settle his team down when it was five to four. Um, it just didn't work. And then it's interesting. So the way overtime in high school works is they don't make ice at the end of the regulation game. They they put a couple minutes on the clock so you can go and meet with your team, the bench area. Then they put eight on the clock, so they're going to play an eight-minute period. Then at the end of that time, the ice is really beat up. You've had a, a full period plus eight minutes. Then they make ice, and the teams go back to their locker rooms and so on. So what happened in that is, it looks to me like when they came to the bench, Jamie Bellows said, go after them. Just go after them. Go get on every puck, uh, pinch the defense. Just go. Put all the pressure on EL. Well, sure enough, that's exactly what you could feel it. They were all over him, and... a little over two minutes into the overtime, Guy Hen scored, I mean, not a hero by any stretch of the imagination. I think he was shocked as everybody else. There was a shot, it, it, same thing, it, it was stopped, a pad save, it popped right back out and shot back from the high slot, goal, game over. I mean, it was unimaginable that they could lose, Yale could lose, down up 5-2 to two with... A little over two minutes to go. I mean, it, it was just incredible. And 
yet, Aaron Morse and I have done, now it wasn't Aaron last uh, Saturday night, but Aaron Morse and I did two games that that happened with Lewis, and they, they kind of flubbed around during the game, then they got a goal late to tie it, and then either won it with under a minute to go or an overtime. Once again, I think again against Yale and once again St. Dom's, which means that this St. Dom's game uh, tomorrow night will be incredible. I bet you that place will be just packed and rocking. Oh, yeah. It'll absolutely be packed and rocking. It'll, so, be, it'll be a good one. Of course, we'll have it for you on 105.5 Sports, 105.5 FM, AM 1240 in uh, Lewiston, Auburn, AM 780 in Rumford tomorrow night. Of course, you can watch the video stream on, uh, on NBR's Facebook page. You know, you were talking about an uh, article that uh, has been written by Callie and then follow, uh, kind of a semi-follow-up by Randy and then comments you and I have made about basketball fundamentals and so on. It's interesting. I haven't talked about it much. Chris, first of all, you haven't been here, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I've seen a kind of the same thing in hockey with people not really carrying the puck in their own defensive zone. And I understand that's dangerous. The rule kind of is if you and I are playing defense together and you have the puck, I need to be behind you so you're not the last guy. The last guy in the zone can't be carrying the puck because if it's tipped away from them, there's nobody back to help. But what I've seen all year long is I get the puck in my defensive zone and I just simply whack it off the boards. Whack it off the boards. Whack it off the board over and over and over. So much so that I mentioned it the other night. Both teams, not one team, both teams. So the puck goes out to center ice. Now sometimes it goes actually one of your guys gets it and it looks like, wow, what a great play. No, there was no intention there. It was just to try to get it out. But too many times what happens is the other team gets it and then they're right back in your face again. And if they're a fast skating team, you're going to be in your defensive zone a lot. Um, it just was, there's no continuity with passing the puck. And I, it, it reminded me that when my son was younger, knew he wanted to play hockey, he wanted me to take him to games. And we watched E.L. Lewis and E.L. St. Dom's Lewis and St. Dunn, we went to those games. They were fun games. We were packed in. And I said to him over and over, because I knew he, you know, he was a defenseman. He wanted to be a defenseman. I said, Josh, notice they don't just whack it off the boards. They go behind the net. They reverse, come out the other side, or they pass off the boards behind to their other D. And one of the centermen will skate, close the gap and skate towards that defenseman so they've got somebody to pass the puck to through center ice to get a really fast transition. Nobody's whacking it off the boards. Now, I'm not criticizing the players, the coaches, whatever. It's just a trend I've seen, and I can't get a sense for why. I'm skating with the puck, and yeah, you could you could check me off the puck, which is what checking should be about, not just to hit you. Check somebody to gain control of the puck. But I should be skating as long as I can with the puck, looking to pass the puck as quickly as I can. And I haven't seen that. I've seen fired off the boards, hope it goes to somebody. Now, it was warm in there. First thing that Jeff Mannix said is, ooh, it's warmer up here than I thought it would be. By the way, thank you to Jeff Mannix. Oh, he, he let me great. just tell you, the scheduling for that game the other night um, really took... Uh, let, let's just... Uh, I'll go through it, okay? Let's go through the, the dialogues. Morris was not going to be available because he was already predisposed. Um, 
Caleb wasn't available because he was he had a thing too. Okay, so those are your first two hockey guys. I'm like, all right. So next, uh, I, I reach out to Mannix at first, and he was he was busy actually. I also want to thank uh, Mrs. Mannix for allowing him to uh, reschedule the anniversary dinner for oh, before oh. Uh, before the game. You're more so you're hearing this. Okay, so that was that was an FYI. When Mannix wasn't going to be able to do it, because at the time, uh, the game was going to be coinciding in the afternoon with, uh, with a, a, a lacrosse game, um, I reached out to Justin Pelletier, sports editor of the Boston Herald. Now, I got to tell you, I felt pretty good that I could get the sports editor of the Boston. He was going to be home for the week. He's like, yeah, sure, absolutely, yeah. Well, then they moved the game times. Okay, this was all set Thursday night, and then I moved the game times for Friday. The last minute. Okay, at the last at the last minute, because as you know... For, for good reasons, though. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, they wanted to get all those Bangor fans in the seats. So um, that was part of the reason, that right? Didn't, that didn't show up, but anyway. I do want to congratulate the Bangor Rams on that, uh, on their on their state Boys championship. That was, yeah. that, was, that was really good. Uh, congratulate Matt Fleming. By the way, speaking of the Flemings, America East can go jump off a short pier. How that kid is even all that that took out Andrew Fleming. If you haven't seen the video, just go Unreal. find my Twitter page. It's right there. Go fi- find it on MBR's Facebook page. There's over ten thousand views on that thing already. Kid got a flagrant foul and got ejected. Never got suspended again. Andrew Fleming's out for the season. Andrew had basically uh, uh, it evolved into the the Black Bears leader. You oh, know their yeah. their record's not great this year, but I'll I'll say this: Richard Barron has done some great things in that. Pro- I see way 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 more positive things happening with that program yes than i did in the last three years when mr i write blogs and i'm an expert on everything came up from d3 and really came in out of his league and i think that's been proven True. i think that's been proven proven pretty handily and for coach baron to come back from the situation he was in to go coach uh coach young men that he hadn't done in quite a while and make that adjustment shows me that that is the exact type of coach that you need at the University of Maine. And we got lucky. We got lucky that Amy Vashon was on staff and was able to take over the girls' program and was able to move that thing forward. You know, we may get lucky and Amy Vashon may stick around for forever. She's a Mainer. She's a Mainer. So you, you hope, your fingers are crossed that that's what happens. But I'll tell you what, if she keeps winning there and keeps doing good, some point a Duke yeah. is going to call or a Tennessee or a... Or a, or a Boston College or some something like that. And she's going to have to make a decision. And I don't think it's going to be an easy decision to make. Mm. If you look at what happened with the University of Maine football team this year, Coach Harris Simiak is a guy that he's young and you're hoping he's going to stick around, but as opposed to what he made, as opposed to what he's making now as a, as a position coach at the University of Minnesota, it's Double. night and day. Double. And you've got a whole lot less responsibility in that situation than you had when you were running the whole program. By the way, UMaine Pro Day is uh, Friday. Friday when? This Friday, March 8th. This Friday? That's what I read on on something. So I don't I don't know how we'll do that whole thing. We may, we may not. I don't, after today, I really don't know. So another thing I wanted to mention too, okay, um wrestlers who made the New England championships, main wrestlers who made it to the medal round. Noah Lang finished fourth. Noah Hernandez finished sixth. Zach Elowich finished fifth. Matt Pooler finished sixth. Oxford Hills' J.J. Worcester finished fifth. Addison Boyvert uh, fourth. And David Gross finished second. That was in New England's at Providence. Wow. Nice. 
that's that's pretty good. That's uh that's seven solid main wrestlers right there uh, doing well and representing the state. You want to talk about a sport that doesn't get nearly enough, you know, uh, enough run and credit because it it happens in the middle of the the, the season of of hockey and, and and basketball and all the other things. So how hard they work, boy. So yeah, so this whole thing stretches out. We we have to find we have to find people, and then luckily I was able to circle back after the games moved. And I was like, hey Jeff, can you do the game? He goes, yeah, we can do that. He he had a fun time. He, he said, had, "Boy, I really enjoyed doing." Well, this. And it, was it was a great fun. game for him to do, and he was yeah. there was honestly it was it was the best time to hear the call. But it'll be you and Morse tomorrow night on uh, uh, from the call say for our very last video stream broadcast of the year. I'll be that um, for the for this sports season until uh, until the spring, and there will be a St. Dom's or Lewiston team in it. Right. So we will. Probably so there will be radio, radio for that too, yep. and that's the one I can't do. Okay, well, some someone will be able to do that. It just won't be me. <laughs> won't be I. We'll find a color person for that. I feel like somebody. I mean, I'm I'm assuming Will Cramlett can can speak on air in a worst case scenario. So, yeah, if it, I heard some. I just heard something there. We'll find somebody. We'll be good. We'll be all right. Already planning sweeping changes to coverage coming up in in the fall, uh, in terms of hubs and places that we're going to be, uh, hoping to add much more video for things. Um, so we'll, we'll have those plans. Make sure you stay tuned to MBR, uh, for that here in the, in the upcoming weeks as we start making announcements on things. There are going to be a lot of changes over the sports landscape, uh, coming up. Uh, the, uh, the NSN contract, uh, with the MPA is done. So the, the, um, regional finals, uh, regional semis and the regional finals that were being, uh, that were being, uh, put on the internet for free, uh, that's going to be open up for bid next year. I don't know who's going to take those. My guess is that the pay-per-view company NFHS, National Federation of High School Sports, uh, will be will be taking that over. That would be my guess, because the the issue that folks are finding right now, especially the bigger companies, you're not going to believe this, folks. There's not enough big companies in Maine that want to drop big sponsorship money on those games because they're only on the internet. And you can't find TV stations that want to take the game because they make more money on the spots that they've already sold on the time that they don't have to do anything to, right? So that's where you're at. That's why it's getting tough for the uh, the public domain to allow those things to be for free. So pay-per-view may be the way to go. And then hopefully some radio stations keep it so you can at least listen to it for free. Trust me, I know those schools up in Class D as I was getting phone calls last week, where can I find the Valley game? We're very, very happy that they could get AM 780 at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday. We brought them all to you, folks. Yeah, and there was, there was quite a few. By the way, I missed listening to Haley call any Class D game this year. Yeah. More than I missed anything. Yep, no question. The action reaction was uh, was always my 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 favorite, and I I was able to do that for each game. I'm like, that's the action reaction call of the day. He would uh, he would give us his officials uh, viewpoint on what he would be looking for there. Yep, we do. We all miss that. Plowing a yard. Plow uh, plow guys here. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and final segment of the B list <clears throat> from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. Don't go anywhere. W288CW1055 FM Auburn. WEZRAM1240 Lewiston. WTME AM780 Rumford. This is 105 Sports. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. (laughs) 
Well, now there's a new team to add to the list, the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners, an all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. Wave Home Solutions for a healthy Remember all those snow days this winter when your kids said, we're so bored. Get ready for a whole summer of that. Until you remember. Until you remember. Registration is now open for University of Southern Maine's summer camps. They've got basketball, they've got soccer, they've got ice hockey, and they have a ton more. I haven't even scratched the surface on this. Find the registration links now. Go to usm.maine.edu. That's usm.maine.edu and search summer camps. University of Southern Maine summer camps where kids should spend the summer. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. All aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. 
Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes and you're done. To try Paraswab's risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759 or check them out online, MainAthleticFundraising.com. Delivering on the promise. When it comes to insurance, choose the best. The Shampoo Insurance Group, licensed by more than 30 companies, including Ohio Mutual Insurance Group, Shampoo will customize a quality, affordable policy for your home and auto. Visit Shampoo Insurance in Lewiston, Pinkham Agency in Farmingdale, Rogers Agency in Lisbon Falls, and People's Agency in Monmouth. Delivering on the promise at Shampoo Pinkham Rogers Insurance Agency. Welcome back. Felix Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. 1024 a.m. Excuse me, 1124 a.m. What the? What is going on with this clock? The clock on this thing is all the way off. Like, the clock has stopped on the computer in front of me. Just stopped completely. Interesting. Interesting. I told Palmer he should have come in. Oh, yeah, he totally expected it. Poor excuse, snowing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's really, it's really tearing it up out there too. I gotta drive to Norway after this. Possibly, uh, possibly go uh, fight for my radio career. I have no idea yet. We'll find out. Mark Callan joins us now from Eastern Maine Sports. You can find him uh, on the old Twitter. Normally, this stuff would be uh, this stuff would be audio archived. However, Mike's spinning aimlessly right now, and I don't really know what's going on with it. So, good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning, Matty. Long time no talk. I know, right? It's been a uh, it's been a very very long time. Listen, I got to ask you on a on, if if you were um, if you were being asked right now to kind of recap what you saw in in the tournament games that you did. Um, about how many close, real, exciting games did you guys have up in Augusta, uh, up in up in Bangor? Because it seemed like you guys had all the fun action up there. Well, actually, um, fewer than normal. There wasn't. I mean, you know, there were some big, close ones in the in the big ones late, but there really wasn't many close games at all. To be honest with you, I, uh, I saw forty four out of the forty six games played there, and I we probably can cut them on one hand. The close games, actually, uh, it was it was a lot less than normal. We kind of talked about that a lot of the table uh, throughout the week. Where wow, not 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 a lot of close games. But you didn't have many down there either. Huh? Nah, I can count. I can tell you right now in Augusta, I can remember one really close game that went to overtime, and that was the Coney Madomic Valley game. I think that would be. I think that would be about the one that I saw there that was super super close. I mean, everything else was typically over by about the third quarter. And and that's you know you're talking 44 games there. 
What was it I said the other night to I I, th- I said to Randy Whitehouse the other night? I'm like, when you go one for forty four, that's usually typically bad in anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's that's kind of what that was. And then when you go down to the Portland uh, the the Portland games, um, I think Kate Moranicook was pretty close. Um, and and the the Cape Elizabeth uh, the Cape Elizabeth Caribou game. By the way, if I ever 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 in my life hear a community complain about having to travel. I'm looking at you, anyone near the Portland area that ever has to complain about going up to Augusta again. I am going to point out that Caribou basically invaded the entire Cross Insurance Arena on Saturday. And when you went into that building, I walked in, and from one half of it, it went all Caribou all the way across, and then the empty seat started where the Cape Elizabeth side was. I never want to hear it again. Five hours down, and Caribou must have shut the damn town down to come down and watch that game. Shout out to them. Well-deserved. They deserve to win that game just based off of their fan support alone. And they've always had that. We um, the, the biggest crowds the last few years at the Cross Center have been ones that Caribou has played in. And, you know, obviously, and Bangalore's not really that. Bangalore's further than... Elizabeth of Portland to Augusta. <laughs> so, I mean, you know what I mean? And they always get the biggest crowds in the crowd center. They they set, uh, they might have set two fan buses down. I know, I know they get a donation to get a fan bus down and they and bought all the tickets for the students. So that that, that helped. And uh, 301 miles. It's, it's only 15 less miles. I mean, 15 more miles to get to Portland, New York City than it was for Caribou to get to Portland. Yeah, it takes me, it, it takes me that long. To, that's about my drive to Yankee Stadium when I go see a uh, Yankees game. Seriously, and I don't say that to be like, that's just, you know, I'm usually thinking about five-ish, five-ish hours to, to get there. You know what I mean? So I can't, uh, that was didn't, that was very impressive. Didn't it say that was the total mileage for Cape Elizabeth's travel for the entire season? Yeah, I think that. that it, was pro- like, it was like uh, 20 miles more, 15, 20 miles more than, than Cape travel all, all season. They, they traveled for that one game and they won a state title. And um, I, it's so impressive that whole team, the whole tournament. Um, and, uh, you know, I, it was good good to see them them come out on top because um, that community deserves it. I mean, since 1969, you know, they first time since 69. Uh, we were actually watching it on the, on the table there, the cross, and I thought, I thought they were going to hit another half-court shot to win it like 50 years ago there for a second. They're one of the overtimes or regulate one of the cons that... You know, I'll tell you what, Cape Elizabeth, I got, when I got into the cross insurance uh, arena, which, by the way, I managed to get into thanks to, without any... Okay, so I go in... I'm Mr. By the Rules, right? Like I wear, I don't wear what I typically wear to like football events because I'm not outside. You know, I come in, you know, I'm wearing pants, decent shirt, um, shoes, uh, shoes. shoes oh, actual shoes. I, you know, I bought some shoes recently for a funeral, so I was able to wear those. And, you know, I go through and I go down and get some food and I go back to my car and get my equipment. I, I, I used your equipment. I used the small bag because I knew oh, yeah. I was going to have to go through the metal detectors and get frisked and all the things, right? Yep. So I get there. And there's two people, cross insurance people, and they're looking at me, and they're like, um, well, you can't come in. And I'm like, I'm looking at my media badge. I'm like, is there something wrong with this? And they're like, well, no, the people from the MPA aren't here at that table to check you in. I'm like, I don't need to be checked in. I already have this. Like, I can check with them later. Just That's to let them Just know scan me. Yeah. And the lady looks at me, and she goes, why don't you go around the back? Okay. All right, no problem. Like, and I'm thinking to myself the whole time, like, is she trying to set me up to get arrested? Yeah, really. Like, you know, that's what I'm thinking. So I go around the back, 
And I happen to see a couple of Cape Elizabeth fans, and they're standing by a pole. And I don't know why. They're, this is they're in the middle of the second overtime. And I, I go up to the I go up to the glass door, and I I hold up my media badge, right? And I point to it, and they open the door. And they're like, "If you say nice things about Cape Elizabeth, we'll let you in." I'm like, "Great, no problem." I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, I don't, you know. So shout out to the folks in Cape Elizabeth for letting me in the building. So I get into the building, get in, walk around, finally make my way down. Tried to avoid the people in the front so they couldn't figure out anything. Again, nobody was in the check-in table, which I was going to go to because I wanted to get my program. I go down, go downstairs, and I'm waiting. And I'm, you know, I, I, as I walked around, I watched the end of the game on TV in the hallway. There was a quiet part of the hallway you could watch it live. And and uh, uh, Cape Elizabeth missed that open shot. They, he had a wide open look. He makes that. They go home. Game's over. Stead Caribou wins. So I go down there for the celebration and everything else. And I'm kind of standing there and. Uh, the radio station that was there uh, wrapped up. They were all done. So as soon as they got done, I just went there and sat and plugged in my Ethernet cable. And one of them left their program. So I had the program. I never had to check in. I literally saw Jerry Durgan for two minutes on my way out the door. Have a good night, Jerry. Walked Wait. out. So I was able to get down there. That was the most stress-free trip to Portland I've ever had in my life. Oxford Hills wins a state title. I paid $3 for parking. I got my burn ends and wings before the game, and I got in and out without being harassed and bothered. Nice. So, folks, it can happen, okay? I know Adam Robinson has been railing against Portland on Twitter. Shout out to you, uh, Funk Flashy Rob. But it, it, it's not, it's not, it, you can make it okay as long as you, as long as you know what you're doing down there. Okay, that's what I'm saying. And I would suggest, folks, that if you are going down for events down there, go park on Pleasant Street. That is the Aaron Morse solution, and by God, it worked. So, I will say, it seems like from that story right there, from what I read on Twitter, bang, I'm, I'm pleased to be in Bangor because uh, <laughs> you don't have to pay anything for parking, and you walk in the door, and you, they, you don't even have to check in anybody. They, they know you. They know Mark, you Mark, I walk in up at Augusta, and they just look at you like, hey, Matt, how are you? Yeah. Good, great. How you yeah. doing? Good to see you. You know, and I feel, I feel great with that. You know what I mean? And I'm totally... Totally cool with it. Augusta is my is my spirit animal for these games. I really wish uh, the the AA North was really played up there again. I, I I hope this thing gets reclassified to the point where maybe some of those local schools can start going to Augusta, and then we can alternate. Because to me, it was a damn shame that there were two games at the Augusta Civic Center on Friday night, and that place sat empty all day on Saturday. It to me, it's just a that is just an absolute an absolute shame. I mean, that is just that is just a a spot. So. Um, but that's all right. That's okay. So, um, as we're, as we're looking to, uh, as, as we're looking to, to, to get stuff done here and, and, and go and, and do things and, and make things happen. Um, I, I did want to know, Mark, did you, uh, what, I know you're a big Sox fan. What are you, uh, what are you looking forward to this year? What are your, what are your, kind of your key question marks for the Red Sox this year? Well, the key question marks obvious and that's, the bullpen. I mean, not only Kimbrell, but I mean Joe Kelly. I know he struggled throughout the year, but he was a key part of that bullpen in the playoffs. And um, you know, I, I think they they'll be okay. They got the right person managing the team, so they got the right per person to push the buttons. But I mean, they got they got to have the arms to get it done. And uh, you know, I, Bonds and Brigier, I, I they're good. They're, they're fine. I, I just think there's a lot of pressure here on Tyler Thornbrook. I think, and I, I, if he could be what he was in Milwaukee. Well, they've got they've got something there, and but if he's like he was last year, and then 
you as a Yankee fan will be very happy with that. But 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 uh, that, that that's really the only question. Like I think the side pitches the best in at least numerically, you know. And uh, I think uh, you know the offense. I think it's going to be better actually because I think they're going to get I think they're going to get improvement from uh, from left field. I think that, I think Benintendi will be better. I think I think Bogas is going to have more power, even more power numbers than he had. I think Devers will improve. Um, I think they'll get more from second base because I think Pedroia will play more than three games. And, you know, so I think overall, and I think Jackie Bradley Jr. will be better, too, offensively. I think, obviously, right field, you can't be much better. DH, you can't be much better than you were. Uh, first base is what it is. And uh, um, catcher, I would expect Vasquez to start improving eventually. It'd be interesting to see what they do there, though, with uh, three catches, you know. But but I think overall, they're fine, but the bullpen is a big question. really is. I'm really surprised with this Kimbrel thing. Nobody signed him yet. I think he's going to end up in... Uh... I think Washington uh, is probably going to end up with him. I think they they are, they are going to need to make some sort of move. And I think Kimbrel, if I'm a if I'm a general manager right now, I am absolutely in in the National League. I'm looking to sign Kimbrel. I don't want if I'm an American League general manager, I'm not signing him because it's easier to pitch in the National League. And I think some of the decline you see from him over the years, it reminds me of when Jonathan Papelbon was kind of reaching the end of his Red Sox days, and John Wetland was reaching the end of his uh, of his Yankees days, where they do a lot of things where they, they like to uh, get in situations where uh, there are guys on base and, you know, it becomes a heart attack time. And you don't have that as much in the National League because it, the benches aren't as deep. And, you know, even if they're they're pinch hitting for the pitcher, you know, that 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 guy that's probably coming off the bench to pinch hit, you know, is, is not what you'd call your first option. So I, I think it would be much easier for him to do that. I'd like to see him. Uh, I'd really like to see him probably go to the Nationals. I wouldn't be shocked if maybe the Phillies made a run at him, but I think they signed Robertson to be the closer. That'll be interesting because that's a tough ballpark to pitch in, and Robertson does have a tendency to give up the home run on occasion. So we'll uh, we'll see. It, it should be a very interesting baseball year. I'm really glad that Machado and Harper have finally signed to get that it, done. That you- dragged out entirely too long, and it was ridiculous. But you know, we'll see what happens. I think baseball's better when the Philadelphia Phillies are good. So. It's a uh, it's a long time, and uh, it, it, we're 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 close. March we're we're twenty four days away from opening day, kids. Twenty four days. Oh, what did you? Because the A's and Mariners start in Japan the twentieth. So you see, I don't, I don't. I, you know what? I'd really like to count that, but here's the thing: they play at like four in the morning. Like those. Remember when Tampa and the Yankees opened the season at at five o'clock in the morning? I, I want to say it was two thousand five. Like that or two thousand and four. Like I just I want to count those games, but one, it's it's you know, it's Oakland and Seattle. Okay, so that's there's first that's step one. And then step two, it's like if it didn't happen over here, did it count? So yeah, I mean technically it's sixteen days, but really in reality, for the rest of the world that's actually paying attention, it's March twenty eighth, which oh, and by the way, shout out to Major League Baseball for having the Dodgers and Diamondbacks play each other on opening uh, on the opening series because I'm sure none of the cold weather teams could benefit from having games in a climate controlled dome and out in uh, Los Angeles. I'm sure none of those teams would have that. None. Yeah, the Red Sox actually they did it right with the Red Sox. Love the game, West Coast, but I'm the Yankees home to open up. Yeah, they're playing the they're playing the Orioles for the they have the Yankees have a ton of home games in April and I'm like, why? What? What that up? What? Who? Who thinks of this crap? Like I just don't. I don't know. I don't hey, understand. Hey, what did you guys think of the Harper contract? I thought it was I thought it was a good deal for the. I mean, the Phillies were gonna have to overpay to get him. Okay, and they they did it. And shout out to Harper too for not getting an opt out. You know, this is. He decided no, he's to commit. Committed. There. He, he decided to commit there. Now, 
in two years when he's frustrated because things aren't going well, guess what's going to end up happening? The Dodgers, the Yankees, and all those big market teams are going to come calling because the Phillies are going to be like, we got we to get the salary off our books. I mean, that's going to happen eventually during this point in time. I don't, I don't think Bryce Harper finishes his career with the Phillies. but That's a tough you know, crowd he, there, He too. did wait. He, he was patient. He played everybody against each other. You know, the Giants offered to make an offer, but, you know, being in California hurt. You know, the taxes were going to kill him. And, uh, and the Dodgers only wanted to go short term. So, you know, it, it, it remains to be seen. But I think Harper will, uh, truthfully, I, I think Harper will, uh, will do well. I think he'll do really well. And did you see, uh, did you guys see that uh, in a 24 hour span, they broke the record for number of jersey sales for Harper in any sport ever? They, uh, yesterday, they influenced, they, they sold, and they also sold 100,000 tickets since he signed. So I think they've already made up for yeah. one, year, one, one of the years right there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they, they, I don't think they have any win or lose. I don't think they have a problem making that money back. And I think he's really going to help them. Like, not just his, not just the pick of Harper, they made a lot of good, good pickups before him. And they they are probably the favorites. They might, maybe a little bit more starting pitching, but they may be the favorites in the league. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's the case. I I can't wait for Mets fans to to uh, to think to themselves this year that they've really got a shot. Like, if I'm a Mets fan, I'm so mad. They made that trade for Robinson Cano at the beginning of the year, and they complain that they don't have any money for Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. If you're doing that, why are you trading for Robinson Cano? Like, what? Yeah. That I would just be like, if I was a Mets fan right now, I would throw my. Honestly, I would probably just, just, just walk. I would just, I'd, I'd be done because it's like, you can't tell me that you don't have that. And then they say, oh well, we signed Joanna Cespedes, and look how that went. Well, you get about two more years on that. By the way, you're getting insurance money because he's injured. I also think Jacoby. We now, I don't even get to call. I'm not even going to call Jacoby Ellsbury a Yankees player anymore. Right now, I'm going to. I'm not even going to call him Jacoby Ellsbury anymore. I'm going to call him the uh, the salary cap relief of Jacoby Ellsbury, the tax relief on Jacoby Ellsbury because his contract's just paid by insurance now. I don't think Jacoby Ellsbury is ever going to play Major League Baseball again. I just don't. And they're going to get $18 million back on it, but they'll tell you in the offseason, well, I think we've got too many outfielders. Okay. Yeah. And it makes no sense to me why the Yankees were never in on Bryce Harper. Like, I just don't. That's the sort of deal that the Yankees make 100 times out of 100, and I know the second A-Rod deal didn't go all that well, but I don't think they could really have foreseen all the craziness that was going to happen during that time. But you know what? They did win a World Series during that time. Would one World Series be worth a 10-year deal for Bryce Harper in Yankee Stadium? I feel like he'd hit a few home runs to that short porch. I don't know. I'm old-fashioned like that. And it certainly would be worth it for the Phillies if they win one. Yeah. And you're talking about the Mets, and they're not going to get 10, obviously, but... That, in any series you go up against them, though, that, that's a tough series. That's a really tough division and stuff for the Marlins. If you, if you look at it, if you're going into any three or four game series, you've got to face that pitching stuff. You look at it, it's always going to be tough. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, just, just because of the pitching. I mean, it will. You probably shut it down, but you know what I'm saying? I, I totally do. I also think the Marlins are going to be a pain in the ass to people this year because a lot of those guys have a year, uh, have a year of eligibility, uh, you know, have had a year under their belt playing in the majors. I think those teams that are usually pretty chippy, and I mean, Don Mattingly's a, a good manager too, um, I think they're going to be a pain in the ass. Do I think they're going to win more than 70 games? No, I do not think they're going to win more than 70 games. But I think there's going to be a lot of games that they win 4-3 to three and five to four, or lose 4-3 to three and 5-4, to four, and they're going to cause you to have to use all your pitchers. 
you know, on a, on a Tuesday afternoon when you're going in for a series against Philadelphia on a Thursday and you're going to wish you didn't have to use them on Tuesday. You know, I think, I think that division top to bottom right now, probably the best in the league. I think the AL East is very top heavy. I think it's Yankees and, and Red Sox, even the Rays, you know, you can say the Rays, for example, they, I mean, they did well last year, but you know, who's to say that experiment's going to work well this year? I, you don't, you don't really know. And Blake Snell, a lot of his uh, outside numbers and things of that nature really points to a big regression this year. He left a lot of runners on base last year. So there's a lot, there's a lot to be, uh, a lot to be set up. Mark, I'll let you get out of here with a, uh, with a quick plug. Uh, what's going on at Eastern Maine Sports this week? Well, you know, things that slow down a little, but not really, though. Uh, Chris will be uh, Wednesday, uh, the, the uh, American East quarterfinals, women's quarterfinals get underway. They play New Hampshire. He will be there covering that. Anthony will be there taking photos. We'll have that cover. They win that. They move on to Sunday at the pit. I don't know if you heard, but Bull Run's at the cross center this weekend, so they have to play the pit where there's not many seats there um, if they win Wednesday. So, so that would be interesting, but we, we will have that cover for you this week. All right, Mark, thank you very much. All right, thank you, Matt. Have a good day, guys. You too. Thank you. That's Mark Callan from Eastern Maine Sports. You ever watch the game in the pit? No. Jeez. I mean, I've watched him practice there before. Say what? I don't understand why they can't figure out how to make that bigger. Yeah. Watch Just something. Talk to the folks at New Valence. Talk to the Alphons, and let's get that thing packed up. Even if you make that thing the size of the Portland Expo. Yeah. I mean, don't you think that would help? I saw, you ready for this? I saw Julius Irving, UMass, yeah. play in the pit <sighs> during warm-ups. This is the honest God's truth. He had a ball in each hand. Uh-huh. He left the foul line in the air, stuffed one hand, stuffed the other hand. I mean, we were done. <laughs> the game was over. <laughs> it was great, though. And then, I, I think I've told you this already, I'm sitting at Pat's Pizza after the game, and Nick Susie, who played on the team, was a friend of mine, and he had to duck his head to get in, and Nick did. It's a guy behind him. I look, it's Julius Serving. He comes over and sits down. He goes, Dave, this, this is Julius Serving. Shook his hand and sat there and had a pizza. Nice. That's a good story. It's yeah, it is. Story. It was fun. Hey, what are you thinking, by the way, of the Major League Baseball has proposed, you know, the, the pitch clock rule, and – Crazy! I was a manager. I would hate this. That if you bring a reliever and he has to pitch to three people, who's thinking up these things? I really like it because I think it's uh, you know some of the games are getting slowed down because of pace. We'll see if the players' association agrees to really any of this stuff and and how it gets implemented. The I mean, pitch there's clock. A, I like the sound yeah. of, but I don't. And the same thing with the batter. How many times can they step out of the box and redo their gloves? And that takes away some strategy, though. If you're the manager, I want Matty Boutwell to pitch to Dave Wing, period. Exactly. I agree. And that's a tough one. I agree. Listen, um, as we wrap up the show today, I did want to thank a few folks, because while I was out, it took an army to keep this thing going and on the air. I want to thank Aaron Morse for coming in uh, each day and getting stuff done. Uh, Aaron will be in on Wednesday for me, because i got some stuff that i got to do. Tomorrow, uh, we'll be here. If you're on the Facebook page, be here early tomorrow. Be here around 9.30 tomorrow. As long as we have a show, uh, <laughs> we'll be doing that a little early because I got to sneak out at eleven thirty. Um, typically, Wednesdays moving forward, uh, Aaron will be will be pinch hitting for me, which will be fine as as we're getting stuff done and, and schedules moved. Um, I want to thank you, Coach Wing, for for hanging out uh, with me during this time and hanging out without me during this time. So I uh, really appreciate that because that helped bring a little stability to things while while things are out. Really appreciate that. 
We had some great Bates people. Yeah, on. there were some. Well, and there, there's some really good folks over there, and uh, they'll you know you probably still get to see them a little bit on on the Wednesdays too. I want to thank all the guests that that kept calling in as well. Um, did uh, also wanted to thank and. Um, I didn't get to do this on the air because uh, the last time I was on the air on this station, on any of these stations, uh, was actually uh, the morning I found out uh, that the, uh, our station owner, uh, Dick Gleason, passed away. Um, I was ready to leave and be done with the radio business in, in 2000, late 2011, early 2012. I was done with it. I was moving on. And uh, he called me and asked me if I wanted to do a game up in Augusta. And it just so happened about a half an hour later, John Shields at the time was doing something for Fox Sports Augusta. He asked me to do a game later on that day, and I was able to do two games in one day on two different stations uh, at that, that time. And and uh, it kind of reignited my love for things and, and kind of got me going and kind of gave me the kick in the pants I needed to do some more things with NBR Radio and get some stuff done. And, you know, if it wasn't for Dick, I probably wouldn't have been on the radio for the last seven years. And, and he allowed me to to work here and 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 do some things with uh, with 105.5 when it was when it was uh, playing music with the Breakfast Club and you know then we were able to expand it to 92.7 and you know it took a little bit but he did allow me to to put a sports station on 780 and and that was probably the most notoriety 780 had gotten in a long time and we were able to expand that with with 105.5 and 1240 and really proud of a lot of the things we've done over the last few years we covered. Uh, uh, 88 games or something like that over the last two years from the Augusta Civic Center, 88, 90 games from the Augusta Civic Center up there. Um, and people come to expect that from us at this point. They come to expect that those games can be heard on 1240 and 780 up that way and, and here on 105.5 down in the region. Um, the hockey games are expected. People want to make sure those games are on. And, you know, people want to make sure that those Oxford Hills games have a video stream with them because when I tell them it's radio only, they get really mad at me. Uh, I, get those, I get those messages all the time. They're like, oh, no video today. That's the society we live in now. And it's changed a lot since I started in 2012. I really tried to fight the, the video revolution in 2012. I didn't want to do it. It's complicated. There's entirely too many things that can go wrong during a broadcast. But at the end of the day, that's kind of the model. And that's where it is right now. No matter what you are in media, whether you're a newspaper or a TV station or a radio station, or you're just somebody who has a Twitter account that wants to be important, you're a multimedia company. And I think it's very, very important to remember that as we move forward here in this brave new world, that everything you do, whether it's radio or TV or print, all of it has to be on multiple platforms to draw people in so that people can find it. I've had some really good listeners, really good comments from folks. I know Leroy comments all the time on Facebook, Peter Cloutier, uh, old classmate of mine always tuning in. Always getting some good comments from different things. And we've had some great moments in these studios. Mike Haley coming in every Thursday. I mean, I can't go over the amount of cool stuff that we got to learn from Mike Haley. And I'm glad we've got all of it on video somewhere saved so that we can continue to go back to that. And we can hear some of the audio that, that he used to play back in the day as well. Um, you know, had a good time when, when Stevie was in here with me as well. And, you know, there's been a lot of folks that have sat in these chairs. Troy Barney's has, has come in and, and sat in on the, you know, he comes in for his off season, comes in, sit, sits in with us for an hour. You know, I can't, I think that's pretty great. AJ, you know, we've, we've gotten some young guys in here that are up and coming. I thought AJ Redmond did a good job during the tournament. I think he's job. just going to get better and better. And, uh, I've been really, I've been really proud of what we've been able to accomplish here over the last couple of years. And I hope that it continues. I, I hope that it continues, whether it's in this time slot or another time slot. Or it continues 
in in another form or fashion. I hope it I hope it continues on, and I hope uh, all of you, uh, if it, if something changes, um, definitely mention it and and say something. And say, listen, this is this is what's going on. I think there's a prime opportunity here for local sports talk to continue to be uh, at the forefront of the conversation and be the foundation on which things are built. And I think if you do lose that, I think you lose touch with the community. And I think if you lose touch with the community, you've lost the reason that you're doing all of these things. Coach, thank you very much. Thank you. Mark Kalman, thank you very much from Eastern Maine Sports for joining us today. Also, the legendary erroneous Eric calling in and checking it out as well. It's the Beatless Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR Radio Network. SB Nation Radio coming up next. Bruins this week as well. Of course, hockey tomorrow night. St. Dom's and Lewiston. The rivalry continues at the Colisee.